Welcome to Every Quarter, the voice of Andover, Phillips Academy's official podcast where we share the compelling stories, thoughts, and ideas of our faculty, alumni, students, and distinguished campus guests. Our monthly show features candid conversations on current events, academia, and Andover's connection to important matters happening around the world. If you like what we do, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a review, comment, and rating. Your feedback helps promote every quarter and helps us tell the type of stories you want to hear. Never in her wildest dreams did Carrie St. Louis imagine that she would be attending her 10-year PA reunion with three Broadway musicals under her belt. Even as a child, St. Louis was a natural on stage, performing musical theater in a variety of classic roles in productions like Annie, The Wizard of Oz, and The Sound of Music. A background in opera helped the hardworking actress find her way to the big stage remarkably fast. In 2014, just a couple years out of college, St. Louis auditioned for the original Las Vegas-based production of Rock of Ages and landed the lead role of Sherry Christian. From there, she scored what she excitedly calls a dream role, playing Glinda in the smash hit Wicked. We caught up with St. Louis on campus while she was reconnecting with friends and Andover family at her 10th reunion. She recounted her time spent at PA, shared some valuable lessons learned, and a bit of insight along her journey in carving out a spotlight on Broadway. This year, she can be seen stepping into the role of Lauren in the Tony-winning musical Kinky Boots. She is a member of Andover's class of 2008. When was the last time you were back on campus? Five years, for the five year. Okay. Yeah, so. I heard, I don't know if you share the same thought, but I, I think I talked to some other classmates of yours mm-hmm. that said this year was especially well attended compared to five years ago. Oh, really? I don't I don't know the difference, but yeah, I can imagine. Do you keep in touch with a lot of your classmates? Or? My classmates? Yeah. I mean, yes. I'm in New York, so there's mm-hmm. a ton of Andover people have come and seen my shows, which has been really wonderful. Um, and there's such a great community there of people. I did the New York alumni event, um, when was that, in February, I want to say? The Knowledge and Goodness campaign yeah. event. Um, so I got to reconnect with a bunch of people there. So yeah, Fun. it's nice because, I mean, in the theater world, there aren't that many Andover people. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy to me because I'm like, this is, I don't know, it's nice to not talk about theater all the time. <laughs> Well, sorry today to bring you back (laughs) to talking about theater, just for a little bit, but I'm curious um, how Andover influenced your career path in theater. Were you involved in theater while you were here? Um, I was, yeah. I was very involved in theater. I was really involved in music as well. I did Fidelio. Um, I did Azure, the the girls group. I don't know if that's still... We love Fidelio. Okay. (laughs) Um, But I did that, and then I did theater with um, Mr. Effinger and... Kevin Heelan and all of those people. And we did Urinetown, Violet, um, and I played Violet and Violet here, which I think was a big turning point for me in terms of knowing that I wanted to go into that as a career. So. And what was it? Just the, the whole production process? Yeah, the yeah. people coming the to people, watch? Yeah, it just, well, yeah, that was the whole process. Um, Mr. Effinger was, was so helpful and it, it I mean, I was on stage the entire time, and so it was just, it was a huge project. It almost felt like, you know, a big thesis in a way is to do, is to play a role like that. And to be able to do it in high school when I was so young and have that responsibility, I think it just taught me that I, I loved it so much and it was definitely what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to work on something and not have it feel like work every day. So, yeah. 
And so when you left Andover, um, mm -hmm. where did you go to college? I went to the University of Southern California, um, and I majored in classical music. I was a, a music major. I went into opera, technically. Um, and then about three months out of college, I got an audition for Rock of Ages. And I've been doing musical theater ever since. <laughs> so didn't really pursue the classical route, but I, it taught me a lot about, you know, um, stamina, vocal stamina, and being able to do eight shows a week and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, that sounds really like a dream come true. I mean, anything to just land a job yeah. in, in what you're pursuing for a career. Right. Um, for you, what would you say uh, led to that? Was it a combination of just the training and then timing? I think, yeah, I think a lot of it was timing. I think I was prepared, though. You know, anything, you, you get opportunities presented to you, and you just have to be ready and available to accept them, I feel. Um, but, yeah, I, got, I think I, I got really lucky. <laughs> I The whole audition process, I feel like I did something wrong every step of the way, but because I was just so authentically myself, people, I, I got the part somehow, you know, because I wasn't putting on an act. I was just doing it and I, I very much was the role it was Sherry in Rock of Ages and she's kind of you know bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and in a new city in a new town and that was kind of how I where I was at that point in my life so yeah I feel that I I had the training to support it and be able to do eight shows a week and then so. after Rock of Ages yeah Wicked Wicked presented itself yes huge role huge Linda. huge is my dream role <laughs> was it really your dream role it was my dream yeah I saw it when I was 15 and I I saw uh, I think it was Megan Hilty, and I saw her up on stage, and I thought that I have to play that role. I mean, it just—it was so me, um, and yeah, I, I got an audition for the national tour, and I went through six different rounds of auditions, and the final audition was for Stephen Schwartz, who wrote the music um, of Wicked. Six um, rounds. Six of rounds. Auditions. Yeah. Can you walk us through the audition process? I mean, yeah. that must be nerve-wracking. It's crazy. It's a little crazy. Yeah. It's um. It's very nerve-wracking, but it's also, you go through auditions and then the associate director will, will have um, what's kind of like a work session with you. And I mean, it's like with any job, you go through different rounds of to be hired, but it's interviews and they want to make sure they want to work with you, A, and then also just that you can take notes and that you can adjust and that you're flexible. Um, and then, yeah, you just, and then you perform it over and over and over again. Until someone finally says, oh, it's you. But the final, I mean, the final one was me and one other girl. And we were just sitting there waiting together. And, it, you know, at that point, you know it's either you or me. And I really hope it's me. Um, but in, it's, this, in my profession, that's what, that's what I do, you know. And there's so many where they say no. There's so many. And then you get the ones where they say yes and your whole life changes. Because I, I ended up doing Wicked for two years and did it on the road and then did it on Broadway. So it was a long, it was a long part of my life career thus far. I mean, two years isn't that long in the grand scheme of things, but I mean, it sounds like that force of will is a big part of it because let's say worst case scenario, you didn't land right. that dream role. You wouldn't have given up. I can tell. Oh, no, no, no. And it's funny because I look back and roles that I really wanted and thought were, you know, oh gosh, I didn't get that. What am I going to do now? I end up getting something that's even better or something that was more right for me at that point in time. And then I look back and think, well, if I had gotten that other thing, this would have never presented itself. So it's just, it's, what was I saying to someone the other day? It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's, it's a long, you, we have long careers, we have long lives, and I just feel lucky to be able to play so many different types of roles and things. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, let's talk now, about what you're doing right now. Now, that's I'm, I'm back on Broadway um, in Kinky Boots. I'm playing Lauren. Um, 
She's really, really fun. I love it so much. I get to wear jeans and sneakers on stage, which is a dream. I bet. <laughs> like, this is so nice. Um, you get to be comfortable. It I get to be comfortable. Like I get to be the silly, silly girl, which I, I've made a career out of doing, and I'm, I love it so much. I mean, comedy is, is just the most fun, so obviously. So, um, yeah. And when I, when I found out I got it, I actually put it in my contract that I had to have this weekend off for my 10-year high school reunion That's in Antioch. So nice. Well, thank you. We of appreciate course. Oh my gosh, back. it's a, it's my favorite thing. I'm just I love Andover so much. I I consider myself closer to Andover than I do college or anything, you know. It just it's the it's the years that changed me as a person and as a human. We hear that a lot from yeah. alums coming back that it is that little more of a close connection that bond you form because right. you're all in it together with your people, like right. coming of age together and yeah. having all these experiences away from home for the first right. time. Right, and you grow up together. And then now seeing everyone again and everyone is in, you know, everyone has grown up even more. And, and it's so interesting, even from the five year to the 10 year, how many people have changed just what they're doing or their career path or, you know, what they're interested in. Or some people are married, some people have kids, you know, it's just, it's so it's just, it's fascinating to, to be here and to watch that all and learn from it all. So. Did you plan ahead of time with some classmates? Um, I did, yeah. I drove up here with um, Lucas McMahon um, and Steve Bartz. And Lucas actually works in the Broadway community as well. And oh, we're nice. both going back tomorrow to go to the Tony Awards. <laughs> this is so a busy weekend. It's a busy for weekend. You. I know. I'm like, ah, it's all going to happen. But yeah. How long is Kinky Boots running? Kinky Boots is now in its sixth year. So it's running. It's 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 going. I'll be in it through the fall, certainly. Oh, so nice. yeah. So just and what happens after that? After that, it's either audition. I may stay with the show. I may audition. May go do something else. Concerts. You and know. You already landed one dream role. Do you have another yes. one in the back of your mind? I would love for? to originate a role on Broadway. It's it's you know, those things can take. It can take five to six years. I mean, the guy that's playing SpongeBob on Broadway right now, six years of it. So that would be his entire, from five year to 10 year, he's like, I've only been playing SpongeBob, you know? But it's to be able to create something, to have an original cast album and, you know, perform at the Tonys. Those are all things I would love to do. That but, sounds like a fantastic yeah. But for dream. now, I'll take the three Broadway <laughs> Right, yeah. Settle, I'm still, settle I'm still pinching, my, I pinch myself every day. I'm like, who would have thunk? Even driving here, I was like, I never, ever in my wildest dreams would have imagined I'm coming to my 10-year high school reunion being like, oh, yeah, I've just been on Broadway three times. And, like, I'm leaving my Broadway show to come to reunion. It just feels so crazy. <laughs> it goes to show, you know, with hard work and You never know. Yeah, yeah exactly. You never know. Exactly. So. Uh, couple questions relating back to Andover. Sure. I'm curious, when you do return to campus, what do you look forward to seeing most? Oh... I mean the bell tower just driving up obviously Sandville yeah I mean yeah um, I just I'm, I'm excited Dan Silva and I we did Fidelio together we're gonna go over to the music building together and just kind of walk around and go to the practice rooms and that's where I spent a lot of my time here so that's I, I'm really excited to see that and to go into the chapel because nice. the chapel we made such beautiful music in the chapel as well so yeah I think Good those are nice too great acoustics Absolutely. and it's so beautiful I mean I can't even describe Andover to to people who who don't know what it is, you know. I'm just always like, oh, I can't I can't explain it to you, but it's the most beautiful place on earth. <laughs> what so. does it mean to you to be an Andover alum? Uh, what does it mean to me? I mean, it means a lot. I really I especially now that I'm in, uh, you know, a, a music theater world, 
I, I love that I came from Andover where I have that life experience and it's not, I think it makes me more interesting and more multifaceted that it's not just, I haven't just been in this like musical theater world all my life. You know, I've, I've been able to experience so many other things and Andover gave me so many other things. Cause you're not, you can't just focus on one thing at Andover, you know, with the required classes and sports and the activities and the dorm life and all that. I mean, I think it really, I got immersed in that at a young age. And so that's just made me more curious in a life sense, as opposed to being single-minded in what I do. Any so that was, was kind of roundabout. <laughs> any great advice you receive from a teacher that you could pass on to the rest oh, of us? Oh, any great advice from a teacher? I don't, know, I don't know if it's like a direct quote, but I think just the reassurance that anything you put your mind to, you can, you can achieve if you really work hard, you know? Work hard and be kind is kind of what I always say when I give, you know, master classes to younger performers or things. I always say, work hard and you want to be the person in the room that everyone wants to work with. You know, it's not just based on talent alone. You have to be an interesting, kind person too. And I think Andover taught me a lot of that as well. Um, fill in the blank. I found my blank at Andover. I found my... Ooh. I found my growth. Growth? I was gonna say heart too, because I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It's so special. Those are such important years. Yeah, you know, and I look back and I think, like, I wish I could come back and do it all over again. <laughs> my poor mother, my dad went to Andover, my brother went to Andover, but my mom didn't. And all the time, she's like, I just wish I got to go to Andover. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm sure you all invite her to come with you. Oh, yeah, when she you comes to reunions, right? yes, of course. But she's like, she's like, I just feel like I, well, I went to Andover. I wish I did. So, total wild card question. Last okay. thing I'll ask okay. you, I'll let you go about your day. Okay. So, there's a lot of great people that have come out of this school, and not just alums, but teachers right. too. So, I'm curious if you could have a dinner party oh. and have three people from Andover, whether it be alums or okay. faculty, who would you invite and what would be the dinner conversation? Oh, what would be the dinner? Okay. Mr. Walter, um, Barbara Chase, because I love Barbara Chase, and who? Third one, what would be the dinner conversation? Mm. That's hard. I feel like I'd want it to be like another student from my time. Um, maybe I'd, I'd have Kevin Alusula. A classmate? Uh, he was a, the year uh, above me. Yeah, but he's, he, we were both in the music. He's in pentatonics. Um, oh, and nice. I, I ran into him the other day and we were like, we need to get dinner, we need to catch up because we have so much in common. Um, but yeah, I think it would be the three of us. And what would we talk about? I don't know, anything and everything? That would be a fascinating group of people. Because Mr. Walter was my music teacher as well. So, and he was um, Kevin's music teacher. So I think it would be great to have us with Barbara Chase, nice. the four of us. Yeah, that would be a lovely dinner. I love it. It sounds like a we great dinner. We should put dinner. it together. You should. You should. I should plan it. Every Quarter is produced by the Office of Communication at Phillips Academy in Andover and made possible by a grant from the Abbott Academy Fund, continuing Abbott's tradition of boldness, innovation, and caring. Like what you've heard? Spread the word. 
Share EQ with friends and connect with us with hashtag EveryQuarterPodcast. You can also find us at podcast.andover.edu. Thanks for listening. I'm Rita Savard.